Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne. Nicotine. And Adam. Splishing and a splashing. You get free stuff at the end. How's your week been? Um, fine. Uh, trying desperately to psychically change the world. <laughs> like, it's so upsetting <laughs> that I'm just like, no, that's not what's happening. You know, like, <laughs> like somehow, like, make it not true, you know. But, uh, yeah. Hey, look, our Lord and Savior, Oprah, told us that if we just focus and wish for things, right? we will we will unlock the secret. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh sure. <laughs> and And by the way, it's your fault if you don't, you know, feel good all the time. Of course it is. You know, bad things happening is actually your fault. It's time to wish that you were happy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. This isn't complicated. Yep. It's not completely unrealistic and actually kind of emotionally manipulative. Yeah, no, not at all. Wish it, want it, do it. Speaking of manipulating, um, mm-hmm. this week's episode opens in a torture room surgery yeah. thing <laughs> where no one wears protective masks no. yeah <laughs> <laughs> while performing brain surgery and shit yeah they're just poking something in his eye so it's no big deal yeah it's not like yeah. your eyes are uh, an infection point yeah no, not at all yeah and the conversation basically implies that what was happening in the pilot pilot was supposed to make the klingon empire go into civil war So time dude and the cylinder of fuzziness is taking away some genetic enhancement that Silky has as punishment, I guess. I guess it is. He's like, I guess where you're going, you don't need enhanced vision. Right. Why go through the trouble of taking away the enhanced vision? (laughs) I guess unless it's a punishment. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. You know what? I think you might be right because Mm. I could not figure it out and the episode didn't answer that question. Yeah. And uh, uh, because I was just like, okay. Anything having to do with eyes would be a punishment for me because I can't even fucking put drops in my eyes. I don't don't like it either. I kind of just like point it in that direction of my face and like squeeze <laughs> hard shoot. and then just blink a lot go ah, ah, it's everywhere <laughs> splishing uh, and a splashing the, the whole Suliban thing i'm just i don't know i'm 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 happy when it's not there i kind of dig them i do miss that Suliban lady who was the lady from firefly that they needlessly killed yeah. off. I kind of spent this whole time wishing it was her instead. That was that was seriously a fuck up. Like they, she should be around more. Wait, I guess it couldn't have been her because she was like a different faction of the Suliban. Anyway, I just wish she was right, just right. around because she's cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. If you're doing a time travel thing, you can't say where you're going. You won't need blank. Right. Now all I'm doing is thinking about Back to the Future and where we're going, we don't need roads. And he flips (laughs) down the little future sunglasses. Yeah. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. And then the greatest sequel of all time happened. Well, I don't know. Was Terminator 2 or Back to the Future 2 better? Terminator 2 was better. Yeah, I think you're right. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, Terminator 2 is definitely better because Back to the Future 2 isn't fucking funny anymore. No. Because it actually came true. Right. <laughs> Biff did become president. Uh-huh. Yeah. Terminator 2, <laughs> best sequel of that era. Yeah. Hasta la vista, baby. Which takes us to the greatest theme song ever written for this or any other era. What would we do, baby? So on the Interpop, Milk Toast and Hoshi are talking about the movie night that they had the night before, and Hoshi went to bed earlier or something. Who cares? Um, and I want to see Night of the Killer Androids. What? Yeah, it sounds awesome. It does. And Dan- everyone complains about this movie, and it sounds fucking oh, awesome. Oh, I know. And and but Milk Toast makes a great point. Like, who the fuck is in charge of movie night when they have like fifty thousand movies in the database? I mean. Good question. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, look, if you can't, like, hang out with your friends... And make fun of a bad movie, right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you can't joke around about a bad sci-fi flick, you suck. Yeah, exactly. That's a lame group of people. Yeah, you need to be able to make fun of it and laugh at it. And, yeah, they need to do MST3K of a shit movie. And that bo- that's bonding. Absolutely. Yeah. They come off as pretty square, and then like oh, totally square. They keep talking as they, they go onto the bridge or whatever, and uh, the same thing with Reed. I would expect yeah. Reed to be like a stick in the mud about right, it, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Travis is a guy who would be like, "Ha ha, this is silly." Yeah, <laughs> you know. But right. no, he's just like yeah. It kind of makes me wonder if they are thinking of these people as as square ass military people. You know, like people with no sense of senses of humor or something. And I'm like, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I don't like the idea of a big chunk of this crew just having a huge stick up their ass. Right. Or just being boring. You know, <laughs> like Yeah, who wants to write boring characters? It makes me wonder like what their idea of these people was. Like what was their what was the Bible for the show mm. and, and how they described this crew. That's a great question. You know. But somebody on the crew picked the movie. Uh, but somebody, yeah. Obviously somebody did. So somebody's fucking funny. Yeah. Like somebody <laughs> is, is cool in this situation. Right. Somebody's like, dude, let's watch Night of the Killer Androids. <laughs> yeah. High five. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> knock, knock back a few and watch Killer Androids. Right. It's going to be great. I mean, Night of the Killer fill in the blank. There's a bunch of those. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, in the yeah. 70s and 80s, no budget straight to VHS oh, kind of movies. In the 50s, the 50s with the nuclear age. Oh yeah. Like you always had like some crazy, you know, like a giant crabs or giant, you know, uh uh locusts, you know, or something like that and you know, the the uh the force perspective and and um back screen This shit is hysterical. Like It is. They're just like look up and scream and then, ah! And then it's just stock footage of an ant. Right. <laughs> well, there's shit. one there's one that MSD3K does where it's um the it's it's giant grasshoppers 
and uh they the one scene you know every, they're shooting out the window at the giant grasshoppers and then it switches and what it is is a postcard or a photo of a building that they have grasshoppers on and they're just filming <laughs> the photo with the grasshoppers like and you know you're trying to it's trying to show that the grasshoppers are climbing on the building it's not really you know it's so funny that's the shit i mean <laughs> If you can't if, if you can't enjoy stuff like that, like you're just I don't want to watch a show about you. Right. <laughs> exactly. If you're, yeah. if you're somebody that's just like just just like, well That wasn't very well made. I, I'll I won't get those two hours back. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Maybe they don't have alcohol wait, no, yes they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do have alcohol. I mean I guess the crew a, doesn't really. I feel like we've seen wine in the captain's mess. Yeah. Maybe that's a senior staff thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Everybody can't just get shit hammered. Oh no, exactly. Yeah, they don't have like a a daily rum ration. You know. I'd rather have them three sheets to the wind on occasion than have a mutiny on my hands. Those kind of <laughs> movies, kind of, you do need some enhancement. You do need some. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see Scent of a Woman? Yup. <laughs> you ever seen Scent of a Woman on weed? Speaking of. Uh, Ahab and his breakfast. Um, we switch to that in the show, and his breakfast looks fucking delicious. It's like scrambled eggs and tomatoes and toast. Oh my god, I was uh, I was also very hungry when I watched this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is not a difficult meal to make. No, you know, but it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, no. I was just I just happened to be hungry when I was doing it. How about some breakfast? It's the most important meal of the day. This guy Daniels comes in. Yeah. Flawlessly cast as the um, the geeky waiter. Totally. He asks, uh, hey, have we changed course? And Archer gives a little bit of exposition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we found a stellar nursery and there's some ships. So we're going to go see what's going on. Because yeah. we're the explorer ship and right. things. And I want that salt and pepper set. It's everything. Did you happen to watch when he like used the salt and pepper set? What does it look like? They're so freaking weird. They're like they're like a ball at the end of a, like a long stick. Okay. And you pick up the stick at the top and shake the ball over your food. Cool. Okay. It is. It's pretty cool. It was a pretty look, cool looking uh, salt and pepper shaker. Try and win that at auction. Yes. <laughs> how, how expensive do you think that would go at auction? Oh, shit. I have no idea. Yeah. Like, I don't know. No clue. Especially if it's something used on screen. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, that That makes the price go up. But, like, how much? How expensive would that be? Salt and pepper shaker from fucking Enterprise, you know? I feel like we could get those for under $50. I should hope so. During this, uh, I'm noticing the credits. It is directed... By Robbie McNeil. Tom Paris himself. Yay. Yay. And he's usually pretty good, so... Yeah, he did some Voyager episodes. I think he did four Voyager episodes, mm -hmm. if I remember right. Um, mm -hmm. He's also directed Orville in more recent years, some Warehouse mm -hmm. 13... Mm -hmm. Do you remember offhand any of the Voyager episodes that uh, Robbie Dunkey McNeely directified? Not offhand, no. I don't know, whatever, we'll look it up at some <laughs> point, but probably not really. That's the thing I'll say I'll do and then won't. <laughs> uh, so they get to the stellar nursery, and uh -huh. I'm, I'm digging the FX shot. Yeah, this looks pretty good. They show like a, a short shot of the ship headed to the stellar nursery, and it, it looks really good. Yeah, and uh, I like the look of the other ship that they find. It's like a mm -hmm. transport cargo no, not cargo, but it's like a transport vessel kind of thing. And yeah, uh, it doesn't look like 
anything else to me. Like I didn't. Right. Some of these ships that we've seen, it's like, okay, you took a pre-existing one and you added some shit on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one's pretty good. Yeah, it looks good. It, it, they mm-hmm. don't give it a, real, a lot of close up, but I did not recognize it at all. So I mean, hey, yeah. that, that's cool. Yeah. And the captain of the transport ship is fucking just great. I love him. I love, you know, that adage of uh, there are no small parts, just small actors. Yeah. This guy is not a small actor. Like, no. he's like, he is fucking taking this and just, he does some, I think, I think part of it may be, you know, the directing, but it may also just be this actor. He's perfect. Like, you can see that this guy has more going on than is written. Yes. And I love that so much. Uh, I quick looked the guy up. Um, he, he's done a bunch of Shakespeare. He did a lot of Shakespeare in the UK. Perfect. Perfect. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, he's an Irish actor. He passed away uh, a few years ago, and his makeup is awesome. His makeup is fantastic. Yeah, it looks so natural somehow, which is so weird. Like he he real. I I don't I can't remember the dude's name, but he fucking worked this part, and it was so. I was very happy. And he didn't get hammy at all. Like no 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 not at all. <laughs> so they hail him, and he's like, "Hi, um, what?" And <laughs> and they're like, hi, we're here to introduce ourselves. And he's just like, what? And then he realizes, oh, it's a noob species. <laughs> right, exactly. That's exactly the reaction he gives. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. Aren't you cute? One of these people. Whatever. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not like a dick to him. He's just. No, no. He's just. He's on the gruff side. Yeah. But yeah. he's uh, just kind of like, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sure. Awesome. Enterprise is coming at this like, we have reached into the depths of unexplored <laughs> space. And he's like, cool. Um, so like, do you need anything or like what? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, if you look at his actual like his lines, if you just if he had just read the lines as completely normal, it would have been just a really boring role. But he takes those same lines and just puts so much into them that's just it's complete it's a completely different part and it's it's brilliant he does a great job yeah i absolutely love him i i wanted to see more of him like so me too much. me too yeah <laughs> i wanted him to come back i a glance at the imdb I don't think he's he was in any other episodes. I would have no. loved to have seen yeah. him come back as a different alien or something. Yeah, that would be great. I just love this actor. Yeah. Hoshi is also really great in this because uh, this has happened a couple times already. She has a good, like, sort of understated reaction shot. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. great with the reaction shot. She is. So I think Linda Park does a great job on that. Yeah, and Ahab invites everybody to dinner. And I'm sitting there going, she has no idea what these people are like. They're not. He never even sees them. They don't. He doesn't know if they're super crazy or if they eat with their butt. You see, food entering through the anus has the benefit of being broken down on its way to the stomach rather than afterward. And therefore, I believe that enterorectogestion would actually put a stop to high cholesterol and most kinds of stomach cancers. And I base that on absolutely nothing. <laughs> or what? Like he doesn't. It's completely insane if you really think about it. If you're coming to and from uh, some kind of alien environment and they weren't sure right. if you were clear of pathogens or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. i thought you had to get the sexy underwear rubbed down do right. you not yep. like uh... that's that's if you have a pathogen that's detected ah uh, yeah this kind of episode and and this kind of situation makes it really clear 
that the blue light room sexy rub down time was that's all it was it was fucking just pandering and showing off their extremely good physique right yeah it makes it so it makes it very obvious that that's what it was all about i'm assuming that the only people that will pick up such pathogens are to paul trip <laughs> poshi yep. Yeah, uh, they do try and push Archer sexiness sometimes. So I guess, oh, good lord, yeah, so hard. He'll have some trouble Reed. getting it all through his chest hair, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, uh. Travis looks like he's pretty ripped. I don't know. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Travis is hot. Um, he's a little cutesy for my taste, but he's yeah, he's a good looking guy. And then um, I I did like the line where Ahab is like, "Tell Chef to prepare something." <laughs> I love. I feel like there should have been another line. Like, wait, what do they eat? Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> should Hoshi contact the ship and see what they eat? You know, like, are they vegetarians or anything? Or at least find out what they're allergic to. Oh, it turns out uh, uh, a mushroom will, you know, make their faces explode or something. I, right. I, you don't right. know. Like, <laughs> you don't know anything. Prepare <sighs> something. I like. I mean, I, I like it though. It's. I did because it, I did it looks like it sort of starts to occur to him in a second. Like <laughs> exactly, yeah. shit. I don't know what they eat. <laughs> I feel like there could have been a little God. bit more of that, but they could li- eat live food. I mean, you don't know. Yeah, this of course is gog. Gog. Yeah, serpent worms. Would you like some? So there's an exterior space shot uh, where it shows the docking, which is pretty good. I think it looks pretty good. Um, I noticed something though, which is apparently there all the time, and I just never noticed. What's that? On the front of this Enterprise, there's a very weird oblong deflector dish in front of the glowing blue thingy on the very front of the ship. Huh. I don't know if I've noticed that. It's so stupid looking. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I guess it's a communications array or something. Maybe, but it's yeah. like a deflector dish, but it's it's a super skinny oval, and it's like slapped on top of the glowing blue thing in the front. Weird. Never noticed it. I was like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. And so it Google <laughs> what is that image for? Yeah. Yeah, Google image search. And I was like, oh, my God, it's always there. And huh. I've never noticed it. Interesting. Ru- once now that now that I've seen it, and I'm sure now that I've told you, ruins the look of the <laughs> ship. It's okay. It's horrible. <laughs> it's absolutely awful. Uh, there's no. I don't know. Maybe there's a point to it. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like something this early in the designs of Starfleet vessels, you could have antennas in kind of odd places. Like it could be on the top, you know, which yeah. I mean, would look a little bit. Millennium Falcony, but I, I feel like that would be fine. You know, you got some antennas and shit sticking out the top. You know, it, it, not like a lot, but a couple here and there. Yeah, it's a less refined era for starship design. Yeah, and, and it, the the weird little divot in it is is weird too. Divot, you know, the little the front divot in the the saucer section. The blue one. On the very front, like the blue light. Yeah, on the yeah, the blue light. Is that's that what, what you're talking? That's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's, there is a oh, there's a deflector okay. dish in front of that fucking thing. What? Yeah. Look at this. It's fucking weird. I think it would have been fine had it just been a blue light across the front. Yeah. Have it bounce back and forth like a little nod to a uh, oh. Night Rider or some shit. I don't know. What? That would be great. 
You see it now? <laughs> I Oh, here we go. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> that <looks> weird. That <laughs> <laughs> looks weird. You can't unsee it. Yeah. What the fuck? If you didn't see if y'all didn't see that before, we just You'll mentioned see it, it now. <laughs> let us now. Let, let us know. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Yes, please. So these aliens come on board. Uh, what do you think of these designs, these aliens? I, I love it. I love all the different makeup jobs. There's at least three different species, and they all, they, thankfully, they are all very nice. And all I could think of was at least two of them looked like they were various demons from Angel and Buffy. <laughs> like I was like. That's so true. <laughs> they totally do. <laughs> Especially the ones with the 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 little horns on their face, like all over. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. And they they bring they bring gifts of a lick of liquor and a clock. I Damn. love that. That's fucking I'm classy, down. man. Yeah. I love these people. They're like. Yeah, they're super sweet. Positive. They come on board. Like, hey, cool. Uh, what's up? Here's some free stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm like, wow, this. This is cool. Um, yeah. When Archer says, hey, we made you some food, they're like, well, we usually don't eat right now, but this is cool. That's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's awesome. I, I would yeah. expect this group of people that made a religious pilgrimage to be dicks right. about, <laughs> no, for we are fasting. No, we because fast. yeah. the thing will get bright. And so yeah. we cannot eat food and fuckity whatever because <laughs> religion's great. <laughs> Again, nice folks. Religion doesn't have to make you a dick. Yeah, and Smarmy Silic is in the back of the tour group. If you didn't, and if you couldn't tell if it was him under the makeup, the music lets you know. Yeah, that it, that the string the swell of ominousness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so everybody's yep. chill, uh, and they're talking, and they're looking at it, and everything. There's a thing that happens here in the conversation uh, where. It's revealed that they they get that it's a stellar nursery. Yes, they know what yeah. it is. They know what mm -hmm, it actually mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. um, and but they still are religious about it. And right, I just kept kind of looking at that sideways. But I guess that's just compartmentalization. And definitely, I don't know. Later, when they you know go to the the the, en the engineering area, that kind of gets underlined as well. These are intelligent people. They just happen to have a religious, you know, ideal of and then the the great plume that they're there to see represents the continuing cycle of life. They don't say that it's like an event, a religious event. It's something that reminds them of. You know, the cycle of life and the continuing destruction and creation, which is very nice. That's very good. That's make that gives them a layer, you know. Yeah, I guess that's what keeps them from being dicks about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Flock yeah. starts talking about how uh, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like the Hindus and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's revealed that he did like a whole religious tour yeah. thing. Yeah. Which while is, he was on which, Earth. He just continues to be fucking awesome, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'd I like can't. I I couldn't get into that. Like, if I went to let's say a planet or whatever, and mm -hmm. they've got these religions, I think I would learn about it from a distance. Yes, yeah, I'm here. not gonna go in there and be like, "Well, what's this thing that you uh, have dedicated your lives to, and uh, gallons of blood have been spilled over?" Right. I'll just participate <laughs> as if I believe it. Like, I right. 
Yeah. Something about that bothers me a little bit. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. It felt a little cultural appropriation, the way he was describing it, but somehow it was okay because he didn't come from this planet. Does that make any sense? I'm not going to call it appropriation, Mm -hmm. but there's something about reducing it to tourism. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. That makes it seem like, oh, well, the people of this planet do this for a hobby and it's just fine. Right. And it's like, no, no, this really affects stuff. Yeah. And for bad reasons. Yeah. And all this kind of thing. We've literally murdered people because of it. Yeah, yeah, like a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Lot yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> Basically, we can't get people to go to war against each other unless we kind of make this a factor yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, uh, this part of our civilization is better than that part of theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, there's been some uh, sectarian violence in Pakistan uh, between Shia and Sunni Muslims. And When you look up what the difference is between Shia and Sunni Muslims, it's really fucked up. Like, it's like, what? That's the difference? I don't think I actually know, so hit me with it. My my minor in college was Islamic studies. And uh, basically the difference is who took over after Muhammad died. Oh, for fuck's sake. Whether it would be one of Muhammad's brothers or one of his cousins or some shit like that. Oh, wow. It doesn't have anything to do with the basics of the religion. You know, all of the things that you do, reading the Quran, all of that, all of that is the same. It's just whether you think that X guy should have taken over or Y guy should have taken over. Better kill some people over that. Well, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's super frustrating. Anyway. Archer has a good little, rea- this is the second actually, good little reaction shot mm-hmm. to Flocks just being like, I went around and pretended to believe all these religions. <laughs> <laughs> it was Participated neat. in their ceremonies. Yeah. Yeah. The- Archer has like a, huh, okay. <laughs> look mm-hmm. which pretty much in, encapsulated my reaction to that too yeah. like oh. i don't know if that's cool or not yeah, but exactly. uh, <laughs> moving on you're not a dick or anything right, so right. we're just gonna move yeah, on yeah yeah to paul is asked about vulcan spirituality she says it's based on logic and clarity completely skipping the part about how dogmatic they are about tradition yeah the only time we've gotten into it so far on this show on on enterprise is uh about the arranged marriage thing mm-hmm. uh which you know it's pretty vile Ugh, yes yeah uh Ar- they ask archer and he very diplomatically s- says uh well i like to keep an open mind diplomacy archer is a new archer where did he come from yeah did he get some kind of like uh sensitivity training like maybe <laughs> from starfleet command the command dude <laughs> You really can't do that anymore, dude. That's really not okay. Do it's not like, oh. make demands of cultures. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> just try and keep an open mind. Okay there, Jonathan? Sensitivity training. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a sensitive motherfucker. So back on the bridge, Hoshi has come back and is telling them that they're doing a tour of the ship. And Milktis is all like, Ehh. And Reed drops a little future knowledge on the audience by talking about how ta- tactical systems should be off limit to um, off limits to new visitors. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's the first time they've really talked about how, like, you know, if you're giving a tour of the ship, you shouldn't be like showing off 
sensitive places, you know, yeah. and stuff like I that. I feel like that's, like, that's happened you know. in later, uh, chronologically later yeah. series, right? Exactly. And he, uh, he leaves to take a, take care of some problem and leaves the empty bridge to milk toast. And him and Hoshi have this little interaction where, you know, Milk Toast needs to, she's like, sit in the chair. And he's like, no, no, I can't sit in the chair. And she's like, sit in the chair. You know, and he's like, no, no, I can't. Oh, no, I can't. She's like, do it. And so he sits in the chair and he's, he acts like it's a fucking massage chair at the mall. Like he's like, whoa. Got the sharper image. <laughs> right, right. I love Tempter Hoshi. Go yeah, ahead. no doubt. No yeah, doubt. Don't you want to sit on the chair? Ahead, do it. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> That's fun. I like that, Great Hoshi. Command. <laughs> yeah. And he, do, he, Milk Toast actually does like, you know, he's like, what if I fired a torpedo? You know, and like, yay, look at that. A little bit of smirking fun from Milk Toast. Both Mayweather and Harry Kim work a lot better if they'd been a lot younger. Yeah. They decided to just go yeah. with like good looking young actors instead of like, when you read it on the page it's like i think this was supposed to be like a teenager yeah exactly yeah yeah he's very much the wesley crusher kind of character which kind of doesn't make sense because he grew up in space as we went over and over and over on that one episode so you'd think that he would be kind of over it and jaded or whatever yeah but he's just like golly gosh Wow, it's the big chair. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I mean, get the fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Grew up by the big chair. His parents yeah. were captained. Like, right, right. Come on. I don't know. It just doesn't yeah. make sense to me. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense that he has this attitude. It's 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 completely counterintuitive. Him getting in the chair and and having the little embarrassing moment when Reed comes back and everything. Yeah. I kind of thought, oh, so I guess later he's going to have to actually take command in like a problem situation in this or maybe next episode, right? Nah. That'll pay off surely. Never. <laughs> it's no. not just going to be a scene that just makes you ask, why isn't this character 10? Or why is this scene here at all? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. Hoshi gets something to do. I like her bit in this. And Me too. I guess we build world a little bit with Reed, you know? A little um, bit. Yeah. So, all right. That's, yeah. I fucking love this next scene, though. Florida Man is uh, doing the tour group and he's going over like the super basics of the warp drive. And like they start asking questions and he's like, ooh. And they're like, yeah, we're warp field theorists. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I love and that so much. <laughs> you must be so embarrassed! <laughs> and this is what I was talking about earlier, because, like, they show these people as scientists, yeah. you know? And they have, like, some kind of faith, but they're still scientists, you know? And then, and then you know, they, they start asking all these, you know, great questions and everything. And uh, Saucy Silky goes over to uh, a different area and pulls, like, a phone cord out of place using his Elastic Man abilities. Yeah. And the CGI could have been better, but it's like, they only had so much money, they only had so much budget, and and CGI was only at a certain level at this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, I can't fault it too much, but if they had done it today, I would have loved it if they had done it so much more gross. Oh, that'd be cool. Him moving his hand and, like, stretching it and stuff would have just, like, the noises could have been more disgusting and, like, 
the way they do it as though his his body just automatically does it i'd love it if it looked more painful Mm, okay yeah you know like that ability is there but it hurts do you think that they should have done it that way because we saw the suleban in the pilot yeah yeah, we we saw them like squeeze under a door and stuff like that. Right, should they, right. Are you thinking like they should have done that from the get go? I think so. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, because I mean, the what it makes me think of is like uh, Wolverine mm. when the you know the blades pop yeah. out. It hurts all the time. It hit, hurts him every time that happens. He just happens to heal really fast. Right, right. So I I just I just think that would have been so uh, a level of depth. Yeah, they have this ability, but it's really painful and it really is like something that is a sacrifice to them. Yeah, right on. Yeah, that'd be cool. Awesome Captain Fraddock, which is a cool name. Um, they talk to, uh, he talks to, to Paul about plasma storms and how there's one up ahead. And all of this just seems like filler. Trek shakes. We get some, get a couple of trek yeah, shakes. Yeah. Uh, there's a yep. reaction shot from Daniels, and they're like, "Hey, don't forget about the nerdy waiter guy." Remember, he's here. So then the tour group is in sick bay, and I would think after the engine room embarrassment, <laughs> right? Flocks. <laughs> I, I would hope that uh, somebody said something like, "These guys aren't idiots." Like, aren't you, idiots. yeah, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Hopefully, Flox, uh, before we're seeing this, uh, w- was like, yeah. do you have full body scanners that can do this? And they're like, oh, no. It's like, oh, mm. well, then let me show you. I mean. Right, right, right. Some, yeah. He's yeah. smarter than Florida, man. Like he's, he's, yeah. And he's not human. He's going to not assume that he knows more than. Than they do. Yeah. What's interesting about this bit, it's like a two or three minute bit. So the tour is in sick bay and they start getting bumped harder and harder by the storm. Right. And. While this is happening, they switch to the bridge real fast and they show, you know, to Paul getting concerned and everything. They don't show the, the outside, which I wish they had more. But then down in engineering, Trip still seems to still be giving a tour to the tour group that isn't there. Because <laughs> he's like, was he? I didn't even yeah. realize that. Because he's like, so like all this stuff is happening and he's, and he like, says to no one let me show you how blah 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 something you know something oh, technical yeah this is how we shut down but, the thing when it come with the with the what right do. right but there's no tour group there <laughs> they're all in sick bay <laughs> so i was like whoopsie editing problem there that's you know. awesome i didn't even realize that that's amazing he's just practicing for the next tour right. group <laughs> But yeah, so they cut the tour short and we get this like significant shot of Daniels. Okay, who is this guy? You know, so the big trouble, any matter cascade, which is something that's never been said in any other Star Trek show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't remember them ever saying antimatter cascade. Antimatter cascade. I don't know. I am not going to bet against you on that, 
but, but I'm also not totally convinced on there. I'm not a hundred, you know, hundred percent, but I'm like ninety percent sure that there's never been an antimatter cascade thing. Right on. Okay. Anyway, anyway, but it fizzles out in the area that silk, silk stockings messed up earlier. So uh, Trip acknowledges that whatever saved all every everybody's life wasn't his doing. Wasn't me. It could have been funny if he's like. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. <laughs> what we as the audience saw was uh, evil bad guy do thing that apparently saved the ship. Um, so, OK, uh, keep that in mind because it's going to get dumb uh, later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we see Phlox is going to go on a sleepover. Yeah. We going to have a slumber party, party, slumber party, party, slumber party, slumber party. He goes with the tour group because he's a better diplomat and diplomat and anthropologist than anybody on Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's so game for it for whatever too. Just which, like oh, okay, let's go. Yeah, which why don't they have an anthropologist on Enterprise? That's a really good question. I mean, the whole reason that they're there is to go, you know, meet, meet other people species. and learn shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they don't have any anthropologists. Whatever. That's just me Not bitching. Not even a diplomat. No, that's just me bitching because I have an anthropology degree. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Even Voyager knew to keep uh, Neelix around. Yeah, he was the he was the diplomat. He yeah. was the, the ship's ambassador. ambassador. Yeah. yeah, you need an ambassador. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, you need an ambassador. That's yep. the job. Yep, preferably someone with an anthropology background. Yeah, totally. So, is there a word for what Slicky Silic does here? The I don't know. Pro sabotage was what I wrote down real fast, <laughs> but I, I don't no, know. That makes, that makes sense. I don't know if that works because that could mean like professionally <laughs> sabotaged. Um, pre-sabotaged. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> it's an he anti-fixed it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> anti-fixed it. <laughs> What's weird though is when he did it, it looked like he was pulling like a telephone cord. And then in this scene, when Florida Man's talking about it and showing Ahab, it doesn't look like a fo- phone cord. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I remember what it looked like when Florida Man showed the captain. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't remember what it looked like before when the dude anti fixed it. <laughs> anti fixed it. They thought, yeah, they thought, what's his name? Somebody saved the thing. And then mm-hmm. he's like, no, really? No. He yeah. did not. <laughs> like, I wish. <laughs> I kind of got the feeling like he was like saying, like, none of us are smart enough to do that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, Captain Haddock, uh-huh. who, we, f- wait, was it? Fratic. <laughs> oh yeah, Fratic. No, that's right. He is not a fish. <laughs> he had been like, "I'm staying on my ship. I don't want to go see your ship." Right. I don't care. I'm just gonna chill here. I'm I'm fine. I'm just not that worried about you. Decides to make the trip over to come into the ready room to be like, "Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, I didn't do that. None of our that. none of my visitors did that. Yeah, yeah. No, none of them. No." Yeah. I, I can't figure out the reasoning yeah. why he's there and I, not every other time we, we see him or just hear from him. He's on the other ship. Yeah, he's on the other ship. Yeah. And he said, I'm not leaving my ship. Oh, he didn't say, I'm not leaving my ship. But he was like, <laughs> he's like, I prefer to stay on my ship. Why would he make the trip over? I can't figure that out at all. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. For Agreed. that reason. Like that. Uh-huh. Like what? What? For, yeah. for that? That's yeah. what you. 
okay. <laughs> I love that he's like, well, if, if I said I did it, is there a reward? You know, like, <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah, that guy's great. He really he is, is awesome. He's super good. And then, um, so after that scene, um, later, they don't really give you a time frame because they just switch to Ahab walking in a corridor. He could be going to the bathroom. You don't know. Daniels is suddenly like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And Ahab is like, fuck off. You know, talk to one of my officers. And he says the word Suleban. And, and Ahab's like, what? You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daniels is like, he totally drops knowledge on Ahab, you know. And Ahab's like, let's talk in my office. And Daniels is like, no, no, we need to talk in my office, in my room. And I was and I feel Ahab's kind of a jerk about this yeah i don't feel like picard would have been in like this with anybody archer kind of pushes him off like yeah go away like mm-hmm. in a in a in a why is the waiter talking to me kind yeah. of thing yeah but lucille had never made eye contact with a waiter. archer tries to say like there's a chain of command you, you gotta talk to your talk to your supervisor sure which i feel like picard could do but just would not do it the same way at all yeah he wouldn't be such an asshole about it yeah and kirk definitely wouldn't not when he drops that you know drops the bombshell on him the weird thing that he says to start to get arch's attention with this Mm -hmm. is like he brings up oh yeah uh silik the guy you fought on the helix and archer's like how do you know what happened? As if anyone wouldn't. As if, <laughs> like, it's a very small ship. Yeah. They're going to talk. Uh-huh. You know, it, it, that's really bizarre that he's like, but that is a great secret. It's like, <laughs> right, it wasn't. Right. It was it never wasn't. established yeah. that that was some yeah. big secret. Uh-huh. What, why is that what makes him go like, something's up here? Right, I, right. I don't. That didn't make sense to me. I mean, of course, yeah. people will be like, dude, remember that Helix thingy that, that we went to with all the little little pods? The captain fucking beamed over there and fucking, yeah, the, everybody would talk about it. And it probably would be a much bigger story. The captain went over there and killed everybody and then we beamed him out. And, you know, I mean, it would be like a much bigger deal. That's true. That's the story where, where he transported for yeah. the first time. Yeah. Nobody else has gone through the transporter. Dude, yeah. we transported the captain out of there. Yeah. Are you serious, dude? We haven't even put an, any, like an animal through that thing, <laughs> right, man. Right. That would be what everyone would know about is that yeah. story. So uh-huh. this, you know, this little bit is kind of just a, a little bit odd to me. It just doesn't fly, you know. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. But so, yeah, they go into Daniel's quarters and holy shit, this is a small room. It, well, it's it's very Navy ship. I, I think it's it's pretty good for, for what they're doing with this. Yeah. It's smaller than a fucking dorm room at UGA, though. I mean, it's tiny. Yeah. You are smelling your roommate all yeah. the time. Like, you are, like, oh, yeah. right <laughs> on top of each other. They kind of tried to write a funny line where he's like... Yeah. Sorry about the mess. Sometimes I think my roommate majored in chaos theory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he he, uh, takes out his this expensive looking case that totally I'm like, what is this headphones in there? Uh, Crack into it and uh, have a have a listen. Why don't we? (laughs) And I think that's a mic case. I think so, too. It really. Yeah. I think that might be an actual microphone case. Yeah. Yeah. And Ahab's like, what is that? That's not Starfleet issue. And he's, you know, he's completely had it. And he starts asking questions. And Daniels asks him if uh, Silk has mentioned the temporal Cold War. And Ahab gets all, duh, you know. And Mm -hmm. Daniels obviously knows way more about this shit than he does. I know more than you. 
All right. So they have the whole conversation where that's because it doesn't exist yet comes up. And so you're a time traveler conversation, you know. And, uh, you know, all it reminds me of is uh, this is a really deep cut. But did you ever see the show Voyagers? No. What is that? Okay. It's it, obviously I'm too old. Okay. So there was this sh- TV show long time ago where he was, uh, it was John Eric Hexum, who was this super good looking dude. And it was him and this kid and they played um, time travelers who like righted wrongs. They would uh, travel through time and like, you know, make sure that Edison, you know, had the information that he needed to make the light bulb or whatever bullshit like that, you know. Okay. I and it you. was super cheese ball, super, super cheese ball. But it was like my favorite show when I was a kid. Imagine having time in the palm of your hand to be able to team up with the greatest heroes and make love to the prettiest heroines. If anybody knows women, so jump in on the action, adventure, and fun. The premise to that is oddly similar to a show starring one Scott Bakula. You think? Yeah. 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 Seeing a seeing a pattern here, are we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something very familiar. This. Uh-huh. I love the idea of like, t- you know, Scott Bakula going like time travel like someone going back in time <laughs> to change the past like i love it you know they had fun writing that down you know there's giggles all around the room like right. you know, we're gonna get back you to be like hey, what you're gonna travel through time to change the past oh my god we're gonna get back i gonna get him to say that I'm sure there was a draft where he said, oh, boy. And then they yeah. were, at last minute, we're like, no, 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 no. Take that out. Take this shit out. <laughs> no, that's a different That's a different company. We can't do that. <laughs> so Daniels puts on this fucking best ever laser show, planetarium show ever. The with pocket planetarium. Device. Yeah. It does still look good, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like it. Because yeah. it's not, um, it would have been real easy and shitty mm-hmm. to just have like historical shit. You know what I mean? Like World yeah. War II footage yeah. or something. And yeah, that would have really sucked. Yeah. But the way they did it, I think, was a little bit better. You can't tell what's going on. It's clearly like an operating system that mm-hmm. you have to know what you're looking for at it but it doesn't seem like just insane a whole bunch of numbers and stuff like that yes. like like in the matrix where yeah. it's just code <laughs> yeah. and it's like right, blonde right. redhead you know whatever yeah. like that it's it's pretty cool mm-hmm. and i thought it was really well done i thought so too I, I enjoyed it yeah yeah and he he comes you know he says he comes from 900 years in the future and this bothered me yeah the first fucking thing ahab wants to know is are you human uh, negative i am a meat popsicle why does he that it is an odd question i guess you know when you're used to being around aliens yeah but i think it's worth it because of the answer where he goes yeah you know more or less i don't know it just was like i like the answer so much that i will excuse the question right (laughs) that's good that's that i agree with that okay i do think you're right to call it out though and daniels explains that the bad guys can't manifest in the past physically which is why we get time dude in his little column of fuzziness Mm. so 
that that's kind of a little nice little exposition there as to, to explain that away. Oh, good. I forgot to wonder about that. So basically, there's a temporal police force. These are people who use time traveling for good and some for bad and that there's laws and blah, blah, blah. And Daniels is a good cop. He says he's a good cop. Uh, but you don't know. Well, that's the thing is that he's telling him he's the good cop. And then he says Silic is a threat. But he also says that Silic stopped the explosion. Right. Which they never really explain. Yeah. It, it makes me wait, huh? Through yeah. the whole rest of the episode. It's going to keep coming back up because it flips the motivations around and stuff. It does. Yeah. Needlessly. Because Very needlessly. Yeah. <laughs> Very needlessly. Because the dude, Silic, saved the ship. Yeah. He saved everybody's life. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure Archer, yeah, Archer knows this. Uh, at this point, uh-huh. and Daniels is telling him that he was there, that Daniels is there to stop Silic. Right. Well, what? Silic is there to save Archer's life. Yeah. And Archer somehow is not doing the math. Right. He's just like, well, the human-y one is the good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So fucked up. I, I don't know. I, I would just shoot him. I'd be like, oh, Okay. Huh. Wow. All right. And just attack him immediately. Be like, hold on just a second. And then take one step back, close the door, lock it with your command codes and go like, get fucking security down here. There is an asshole version of Sam Beckett in this room who is trying to fuck everyone up. And he's fucking with my head and it's really starting to piss me off. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm lost. Uh, I'm angry. And I'm armed. Fuck that guy. (laughs) I mean, you have just been given... The guy just gave you the information. I am the villain in this story. Uh Uh-huh. Like, he just told you that. And you're going to be like... Hmm. Well, uh, I think we're uh, later on. He's like, oh, I think I think we need to help him. What? Why? Uh, yeah, exactly. This shit's racist. Uh-huh. Like, if uh-huh. the Suliban weren't green <laughs> and. and rubbery yeah (laughs) he'd just be like cool the Suleiman are are helping us out right now for whatever reason gotta figure this out and definitely not do anything for this motherfucker that just told me that he wanted the ship to blow up (laughs) well he didn't say that he didn't say he wanted the ship to blow up he just didn't like Daniels doesn't know what the what the motivation is why what Silk wanted why he did that like there's no he doesn't even know that it's still it's still plenty enough information to be like it's still fucking ridiculous well i know who's helping me out asshole (laughs) and i know who's going in the fucking brig and when daniels takes the light show down this is totally off topic but ahab totally looks like a dog that's confused about where you threw the treat (laughs) it really bothered me i was like you saw it go up why are you so freaked out when it went away man I don't know. It's <laughs> Maybe they didn't tell. They probably didn't tell him how exactly that effect was going to like oh, go back down yeah. into the thing. Maybe. And maybe. So, yeah. 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 You know, they, they have to draw all that in later. <laughs> and, you know, so that that's just, just a guess. I'm just yeah, guessing. That, agreed. You know. Agreed. Well, he. OK. So Daniels tells him that he's here to capture Silk. Mm-hmm. And that he needs Ahab's help to capture him. And he and he wants to tie in tie all of his tech into the ship so he can track him. And Ahab takes this all fine. Like he, I mean, he's suspicious, but like not super suspicious. 
You know, it doesn't, make any, um, it doesn't uh, it fucking make any sense. Doesn't make any sense to me at all. This is the, okay, and this is this is where I just fucking lost my shit. Ahab asks, "Why should I trust you?" And Daniel's replies with the stupidest fucking line I have ever heard. This is it <laughs> verbatim. You like your scrambled eggs soft. Have I ever brought them to you any other way? What? <laughs> like what? How? What? What is that? What is that? <laughs> Who, what, why? What? What the fuck does that have anything to do with anything? And he just—he just looks at him hard. He doesn't go. He doesn't like laugh. No. Like he doesn't like kind of like. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this guy. Like nothing. He's just, just like. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do like my eggs soft. <laughs> like, what is this? It does what is not, this moment? I don't. Who wrote this? Who wrote that? It's so stupid. It's completely stupid. Honest to God. He might as well have just said, well, I look human, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's it. That's all that's that really we're going a, by. Yeah, exactly. Point. We are ignoring mm. his actions and his words mm. and just going like, well, this guy looks like me. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm going to trust him over the person that it saved just my saved fucking the life. Yeah. And yeah. saved yeah, my entire crew. <sighs> so Archer lets this motherfucker go about his business. <laughs> right, right. God, I don't get this at all. All right, anyway, yeah. so he goes and hangs out with Paul and Trip in the ready room, and he's like, "Hey, he gets them caught up or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Paul is like, "This is incredibly stupid." Yeah, not for the, any of the reasons that we've just said, but she's just like, "Nobody's no. tra- fucking traveling through time to exactly. talk to you, you dumb fuck." <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You know, uh, but you know the way she talks not uh, like yeah. what i would do but, yeah. uh, <laughs> archer is incredibly annoyed yeah. at her in she this. debunks every one of his things and i'm like yeah you really should listen to your fucking first officer who's always fucking right every time yep <laughs> it's huey versus granddad and, yeah. and riley again uh-huh why does it always have to end up like this because you's a bitch but yeah, it's, so Ahab <laughs> argues it down to we can't ignore Daniel's request, and he orders her to help Daniel's. Yes, you can ignore Daniel's request. You absolutely, because he told you that yeah. the guy that saved your fucking life <laughs> is the bad guy, uh-huh. and he's here to stop him. Yeah, I like how uh, Picard handled a similar situation when the, uh, the he turned out to be a scammer or whatever, but oh, the yeah, uh, yeah. inventor guy from the Matt Frewer. Yeah, Matt Brewer. Yeah. When Max Hedrum showed up and was like, uh, hey, I'm here um, about thing about the future. And right. Picard's like, I don't give a shit about your future. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yeah. 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 That was great. It makes no difference to me at all. It does not exist. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. When he just like realizes like, man, fuck you, man. I'm not listening <laughs> to you. Like... <laughs> Uh, I don't get his, like, let's all throw in for this guy Yeah, who wanted the ship to explode. Well, he didn't want the ship to explode. Uh, But you know what I mean? Like, let's put it this way. Yeah. If you are Daniels and you show up and Ziggy told you to uh, stop this person from whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And you realize that that person saved everyone's life. Yeah. You have to turn... To Ziggy and ask, are we the baddies? I don't think he knew that that's what Silic was going to do. 
It's not like he knew he knew Silic was all he knew was that Silic was going to be there and he needed to capture him. But he doesn't he doesn't say like I need to stop Silic from doing every you know he just needed to capture Silic. Right, but and this you, was after all of what Silic did. Yeah, but once you realize what Silic did, you go back and you go, oh, oops, sorry, couldn't catch him because you realize that like you're you were told wrong. Right, you're the bad guy. <laughs> If you were there, if you uh, accomplished your mission, every, you and everyone else would be dead. Like right. that's what happens. Maybe he was told to wait till Silic makes a move first. I mean, we're 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 reaching on. I don't know. Man. I don't know. We're reaching on it because it was a terrible plot. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Trip and Paul have this conversation in the in the turbo lift, and she's like, and he's like, "You're not buying any of this," and I'm like, "I don't blame her." And yeah. um, and she says there's a difference between keeping an open mind and believing something because that's because you want it to be true. And I'm like, amen, sister. God damn. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ahab meets up with flocks in the uh, in the mess hall where they're going to watch the, you know, the plume and everything um, and starts interrogating him about the people on the other ship. And the blocking here is really odd. Like he's walking yeah. around flocks. But like mm-hmm. not looking at him at all, and he like passes in front of flocks and then in back of flocks, and it's I mean he's obviously looking at all the people around him, you know, at, at all the passengers or whatever. But like it's the strangest blocking that I've ever seen. I get it because in the script, you know, flocks notices, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Uh, you seem preoccupied." Yeah, uh, yeah. He's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, dude?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, but still, yeah, it it, it is a it's little a, bit much. Yeah. Like he's actually, you know what? This is like the archer we know, kind of yeah. stomping around <laughs> yeah. and being suspicious of aliens. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is a, di- di- diplomacy. Uh, personal growth archer is gone, and yeah, we got yeah. vintage archer back <laughs> at this point. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. <laughs> Down in the engine room, Daniels uh, turns out he's from Illinois, but mm, not the not Illinois, Illinois you know. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. And not from Earth as you know it. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. you know. Here's the thing. Uh, at that point, roughly 900 years in the future is where Disco Season 3 happens. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Florida Man is acting like a kid that suddenly got a hold of my cell phone, and Daniels is acting like me if a kid got a hold of my cell phone. Like, <laughs> no fucking touchy. Um, yeah yeah i love how trip is like oh uh, yeah <laughs> by that it's like oh, i won't play it against man i wanted to uh, see uh, that he, so they're like hey there's a problem in the thing and it's in the wall yeah and uh so he gets out these brass like ghost knuckles <laughs> and he puts them on yeah. and, like walks into the wall comes back he's like fixed it I love this gadget. Me too. I love how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Anytime you have phasing stuff, and TNG had an episode like this where uh, Jordy and Ensign Rowe uh-huh. uh, were like out of phase, right? Right, and they could walk through. It's always the same thing. You ha- you kind of have to go. Okay, that they don't sink through the floor. Thank that the you. ship doesn't go. Hello. You know, as the ship moves forward, you're floating in space. If you're out of phase, yeah. you're. Oh, you know, yeah. and you're gonna, I guess, stay in space yeah. forever uh, because uh, you don't 
breathe right. air at that point. But uh, that would that's fucking terrifying. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so all right, your your feet can walk on the floor, but it, anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> <sighs> He reaches in and fixes the thing, and we, so it's it, it's a fun gadget, yeah. though. I yeah. mean, it's pretty cool. And T'Pol doesn't look terribly impressed. She, I mean, she kind of raises her eyebrows at it, but she understands that there are races that probably have more advanced tech than we do. You know, she does not see this as an issue. Yeah. So, and then we're Porthos. Yay, we get a Porthos. And then a hero comes along. And he's barking at something, and I'm like... It's so funny because I realize, you know, in this moment that, like, there's so many times in movies when the dog is barking at something or or the cat's, like, hissing at something and the person is like, what? I don't understand. That's so stupid. Blah. What a dumb dog, you know, and just, like, goes on with it. And it's like, yeah, everybody does that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> you know, nobody's like, what is it, boy? there must be a ghost here or somebody's wearing an invisibility cloak or some shit like that. Like it's not everybody just right, goes, shut right. up, you know, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? It, it's also another, uh, little quantum leap, uh, wink. Oh really? Because yeah. Uh, animals could see, uh, uh, Al. Oh. Animals, yeah, animals could see Al. Damn. They are really pushing it in this episode. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to note, uh, I have a beagle. They, they don't bark like that. No. That's not what they sound like at all. <laughs> oh, weird. They're they're loud and they're borky. <laughs> you know, like they they. It's almost a bay. It's like it's a hound dog. So do you think they dubbed like a different dog's bark onto that dog? They had to have. Oh, that's weird. That is weird. I yeah. didn't even think about that. That's super strange. It's a weirdly because because it, it doesn't sound right at all. Like it it doesn't sound like it's in the room. Um, just the, the audio is fucked <laughs> on it. Like you can tell they did not use that sound That's at so all. weird. Like, oh my God. Of, of Porthos going like, Bar, you know. That's so weird. Silky emerges from the sidewall, not really, uh, the shadows. And he slimily tells Ahab almost the same type stuff that Daniels has had just told him. Everything that Daniels tells him is, is a lie and, you know, and all that. And just basically the same stuff, but creepier. So you know he's the he's really the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's he's a green skinned yeah, person. Yeah. He's green skinned and he has a British accent, so he's obviously the bad guy. He does make it clear, I saved you. I saved the ship. Yeah. Yeah. You you need to watch out for the person who's trying to stop me because I saved the ship. I mean, it just confirms what Archer should have put together mm-hmm. after Daniels talked to mm-hmm. him. Uh, uh, so it doesn't make sense, but because for some reason we're supposed to make him the antagonist, uh, he shoots Archer. Right. He like stuns right. him after after T'Pol calls in. He's just like, yeah, uh, thing. Um, uh, yeah, yeah oh, I'll talk uh, to you later. Phaser, zappity zap. Yep. And Porthos gives gives him kisses. Oh, poor. That was so cute. He he's like he he kind of whines a little bit, and he's like, mum, 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 you know, which is kind of adorable. <laughs> um, so back in the mess hall, we see the beginnings of the stellar phenomenon, and Phlox like takes part in the ceremony. He memorized that shit quick. Yeah, no shit. He's a, Agreed. He's a smart guy. He is but a like, smart yeah, guy. that's yeah. He he memorized his lines right quick. Yeah, super quick. And it was a surprise that he was gonna do it too, because mm-hmm. the. The, the leader, religious, the, the nice guy is, is like, hey. You want to do this? You want to say yeah. grace? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. Klaatu, Varata, Niktu. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
nicotine. He kind of messes up at the very beginning. It's like, oh, no, it's this. He's like, okay, great. Yeah, like like line kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, great. And does the whole chant and everybody's into it. And uh-huh. uh, Fox is just having a blast doing uh, spiritual tourism, man. That's his mm-hmm. whole thing in this episode. Mm-hmm. So down in engineering, Daniels can detect silk. And asks Trip to get security down and seal off the deck. Forces everybody out of engineering. And Silk emerges and shoots Daniels. And it looks super devastating, but it could be not a big deal. It's really hard to tell. Yeah. Because, like, it doesn't look like he dies. You know, it, it's a really interesting effect that they use. It looks like he sort of shoots into fragments subspace or something, or something? Like yeah some yeah kind of like it's really weird smoking fragment thing i don't know i love that mm-hmm. for t- uh for two entire seconds so it does it doesn't matter at all uh but right. i love that this is here uh f- <laughs> daniel's just like okay everybody needs to get out of here everybody clear the space and then florida man is like we ain't leaving and i just laughed because <laughs> i was like that's florida i mean like dude, you got a giant hurricane coming and you're just like i ain't going nowhere it's like i ain't going why? What are you gonna fucking uh, do? Like it just. <laughs> I look. I need to be in danger. That's what we're used to down here. It's important. I don't know why. If nobody's yeah. around here to shoot at me, then I need to be in the path of a natural disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make oh, I don't God. live here for things to be safe <laughs> but yeah and then Florida man is like you know still skeptical to to Paul and she's like yeah totally still no I, 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 fig- thought she, I thought she just was like doesn't say anything is like yeah yep that motherfucker's from the future I thought that's what happened oh there. I don't think she's I don't think she's saying that because she like no I don't I don't think she because she just basically just gives him a look she doesn't tell there's no telegraphing of I'm I'm suddenly believe that this guy was like a time traveler but they, the way that they shot it was like the door was still open right and you know they're peeking around the door like yeah <laughs> would have been great like you only see like their heads and like the tips of their fingers and like one's above the other like kind of cartoony oh yeah <laughs> anyway, anyway but that, that, that's not what's there it just would have been funny anyway so yeah. <laughs> they're watching slash eavesdropping yeah and the Sulaban guy who they haven't seen more or less confirms the story because he's like i bet you didn't think you would Die in the 22nd century. Right, right. Mwah, ha, 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 or whatever. Yeah, and, and shoots him, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I was, I thought, oh. when he turns to, to Paul and goes like, you still are skeptical? And <laughs> she just like doesn't say anything like, well, shit, I mean, that was, that was. Weird. That, that might have been it. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shit, we might, that might be onto something here. Um, you know, she doesn't emote that or anything. No, but. right, right, right. But yeah, so they uh, they figure out the captain's probably not okay, and have flocks meet him at their co- at his quarters. And thank God, Bacula has decent skin because they open up with a very close up shot of his face. <laughs> like, yeah, it is a damn do. fucking good thing that he doesn't have like pock marks from fucking puberty zits or something like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're looking at this in HD, like, goddamn. They tell him Silky's loose and Daniel's dead and Ahab order, orders, like, super secret security and Florida Man says he's going to try to use Daniel's equipment because um, they're trying, you know, they're, they want to make sure that they get him. Um, and he goes to Daniel's quarters and opens up his 
slick little headphone case and it's gone. What's missing from this picture? Someone, quote unquote, is trying to use the comm to transmit a message. And we, you know, it's all kind of just assumed that you understand that it's Silic. Florida man can't figure out this fancy stuff Daniel's used. And uh, somewhere else, uh, Silic is mushing himself around in the insides of the ship, in this ship. I still can't figure out why Silic shot Archer. Like, I don't was it really to buy understand time? I'm, I'm assuming to buy time because okay. he needed yeah. to go to Daniel's quarters and get the whatever the fuck that is, um, the Daniel's device. But like, I guess he would have had to go invisible again. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. he can, can do that in and out at will. But anyway. And he just stuns him, and I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what the fuck the, ever. The other this question I had was why does why is Archer so when they they wake him up and everything, he calls Fradic first. Yeah. To be like, hey, uh, has anyone gone back to your ship? Yeah. And I feel like Fradic is sitting there on the other line, going, "You you don't know if anyone left, right?" <laughs> it, it would, check you internally know first and then i feel like the first call is to read or something yes. be like have you detected anyone leaving the ship like like check yeah with it first before you call another captain and go i don't know who comes and goes from my <laughs> ship how does doors work That's a very good point <laughs> Very good point. Especially a guy yeah. like Fradic, who I feel like would laugh yeah. at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd be, he'd be like, what? what? Why are you asking me, you idiot? You guys are bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So they're ba- they're down in engineering, and Florida Man gives Ahab the walking through walls glove, which is pretty awesome. The ghost knuckles. Ghost knuckles. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's like. The greatest thing ever. Which it really of course, is. Of course, that's going to be you know, the band name that I was really stoked about. Oh, Honest to God, Ghost, Ghost Knuckles. Knuckles is a dope fucking band name, but we'll, we'll fuck with that later. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So Silic is CG sliding inside of a bulkhead. Yep. Trip's like, oh, I found him with the Majabber Jobber, and it says he's in the bulkhead. So he's in a service junction. Archer grabs the Ghost Knuckles, and he's like, hey, I can go through there. And then Reed... So, all right, so he puts on the ghost knuckles, right? Mm-hmm. He presses the ghost button. He's like, "All right, I can move through the thing now, not through the floor, but okay." Anyway, yeah. anyway, <laughs> um, I can move through the wall, and then with the thing still on, he looks at Reed and he's like, "Give me a gun." And then so Reed hands it to him, and it like stays in his hand. Uh huh. It doesn't phase through his, his hand, hand. How yeah does... the rules of that are just uh, do, do not make any sense whatsoever <laughs> also the phaser like like it stays in his hand but also goes through the wall with with him, him. Right, I, right 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 yeah, yeah yeah this whole thing is uh, it, then it's a mono a mono fight with silky i challenge you to a duel the suggestions Ahab gives for the rewards that Silk will get for the Daniels device are hilarious. He's like, wings? You know, what are you going to get for this? Wings? Seriously, dude, Silk's eyes can see all of the different colors of the, you know, like, infrared spectrum and can mush himself around in your inside your ship. You think he's going to give a fuck about wings? And what's the problem with him getting the reward? I don't understand this at all. This conversation doesn't make sense. Uh, he's like, oh, you're here to save us, but what if 
you get a reward for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. He stopped the ship from exploding. <laughs> I don't know how many times I could say it. Like, like I'm like yelling at the TV. Like, like he saved you. The fuck it. And he and he tells he's, he's he's like he's like, why aren't you grateful? I saved you. Whatever. However, he's super villain sounding. Says it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- there's no threat established here at all, except no. for one guy who. Who tells him? You already know, like, went that, yeah. undercover and lied to you. Which, uh-huh. how that, how that, like, how anything led to that is going to be a whole thing. Like, yeah, did he go to Starfleet Academy? Like, what? what anyway, so, <laughs> 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 yeah, how did he just like appear on the ship? Because it's not like they went. Like, he would have had to have been on the ship this whole time. Yeah, because there's no like going back like they didn't go back and pick up different people there was no like starbase that they went to and exchanged you know one crewman for another right and they said uh, in this episode when they were talking to the uh religious folks that they brought on board that they'd been out for i think six weeks so we're, yeah. we're six weeks into the beginning of the mission so right. for six weeks this dude has known something. I don't know. Well, it all doesn't make any damn sense. It's <sighs> it's all yeah yeah. It's all. <laughs> the thing issues. is, I really enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I like, know, it, I know, like... <laughs> no, I know. When you pick it apart, it's so disappointing because you're like, God damn it! This, I liked this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure when I like next week's episode is one of my favorites of like of the whole series. And I'm sure after I get done like doing all my notes for it, I'm gonna fucking like be, feel like this too. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, God damn it! <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah, so the ship like bangs into the plume or whatever, like, and and Silky Silky gets the upper hand, and there's like a you know the close quarters fight scene, and Milktoast lets Paul know that there's actually a Sulaban pod approaching, and what's interesting to me here is that like it's not like they told the rest of the crew that the Sulaban was there so he's probably like holy shit why the fuck is there a Sulaban pod here yeah um, <laughs> yeah that's true yeah so I don't, know, I don't know if they've caught Travis up on this no exactly not. I mean as far as I know it's just to Paul and Trip. so so then for some reason they're you know they get to the shuttle bay and Ahab shoots the Daniels device out of Silky's hand <laughs> and it looks like he really fucked it up good yeah like it's smoking and you know and all that, and, and he I, like old west precision shoots too. Like <laughs> he he's did. just like he totally did. See, he can't miss <laughs> a shot for the entire rest of this series. <laughs> no shit. If no there's you know shit. A, a firefight, like I'm sorry, like if so, if you can just stand there and be like ping and like yeah. shoot an object out of someone's hand, yeah, like you are a ninja for one, <laughs> and then. To if you miss ever, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you can't establish that he is a Billy the Kid or whatever. Right, right. And then just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see yeah. if he keeps his marksmanship skills <laughs> as this yeah. series goes. We'll see, indeed. I, I just don't see how it could occur. Yeah, and Silky say says that you know he may have endangered his future, and I'm like, honey, we already there. You don't know the half yeah. of it. <laughs> Fucking 2020, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he reminds him again, I saved your ship. <laughs> I know. Is so. 
I am completely on the Suleiman side in this episode. Uh, yeah, I, I, I totally understand. It's so weird. Like, why did they do that? Why are they fighting? What was the point of that? What are they fighting for? I don't get this. The, the Daniels device, basically. That's what he wants. Because the Daniels device is from 900 years in the future, and Silic's guy, his time dude, is from like 300 years in the future. So he wants that Daniels device because it's got all the information that... Let him have it. Yeah, he exactly. He saved your ship. <laughs> like, that's the reward. Let him have the thing. Who gives a shit? I don't... Oh God, I, I don't... I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I just... I keep coming back to no, this. It's okay. But it, this weird motivation thing. It is. Like, it's... and who... And why Archer doesn't side with the Suleban after he has all the... Uh, you know, as yeah. much facts as as he's given. Yeah. Uh, kind of breaks the episode for me. Oh, I know. Well, the and the thing about it is, like, Daniel says, like, within the first couple minutes of their conversation, he says, I'm not in Starfleet, but I'd be honored if I was. So somehow that, like... What does that mean? Do you, if you're not in Starfleet, then what are you? And that makes it even more possible that he's a total bad guy. Right. It breaks the whole plot. So anyway, so the sneaky, sneaky, you know, like, you know, Archer's trying to find him and whatever. And the bay doors open up. And I'm just not sure of the science here. I, I looked it up a little bit. But go ahead. Like manages to get back up onto the catwalk. And the wind seems to like completely die away. And then Silky jumps out into space. Yeah, rules. And then Ahab goes into into a different room and is like gasping. This do, this this all does work. Okay. Um, from from what I could read, because I was trying to look up, like, okay, how? Because th- this is we see this in movies a lot, um, mm-hmm. and we've seen this in Trek a lot, especially Kelvin Trek. And um, I was watching a, a disco episode where people just like bang get like sucked into space like mm-hmm. crazy fast. Mm-hmm. And, well, there's and there's that episode where like um, uh, Crusher and Jordy are in the in the uh, cargo bay or whatever, and they have to like right. evacuate the air out or whatever. That was correct uh, in TNG, and this mostly is too, and it is on a couple different levels. Where Archer, here's the thing. Okay, so we think of it as a door opens and mm-hmm. like space sucks out all the air. Right. Uh, it all just, whoosh, you know, goes out like that. Technically, meh, mm-hmm. the air is, the air rushes to fill the vacuum. So it's not being pulled out, it's pushing itself out. And yeah. so, however much air is behind you, when the vacuum is opened up in front of you, de- uh-huh. determines how fucked you are. Gotcha. So where Archer is, he's fucked because yeah. there's a bunch of space behind him. <laughs> I should not say space because open area of the ship. Yeah, there is air behind him. So yeah. all that all that air moves as fast as it possibly can towards the vacuum. Right. The safest place you can be in that situation is up against the wall. Right. Where is Silic? He's up against the wall because they show uh, they show him yeah. like yeah, he's over yeah, by yeah. the little control pad thing mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's, if he's standing right there by the wall, there's not a lot to push him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so what happens is all the air uh, rushes out, and then um, you do you, you get like this you, you do get like a pressure on your lungs. Apparently, your yeah. lungs can, can get fucked. Yeah. Your blood vessels in your eyes start to pop. So you're. Oof. 
Yeah, which which is not as bad as it sounds. You just no, like, it's you, your just, eyes are just red and yeah, yeah. It just looks it's gross. super creepy when somebody has that. Yeah, but it's not to, like your eyes explode or no, anything no, no, like no, that. No. Right, you know, right, right, right. Just a pressure problem. When Archer gets into the other room and like. Gets He's into, into a, room a pressurized with, room with okay. air, especially. So it's oh, it all actually works. I think. I think. I think you're right. Yeah, it just looked the way they did it. So it looked so odd because at one point there's air rushing and then it stops. So there's no yeah. like breeze or anything. So it looks like he's. It's just it. It was a just oddly done, but then yeah, there's, but there's then, not going to be breeze. Like right, right, right. Uh, air would have to be getting just like pumped hard, mm-hmm. like crazy, crazy tons of it in order yeah. for it to continue. Because no, all the air like goes as fast as it possibly can out the out the door. Yeah, out the door. Yeah, that is yeah. completely like normal. Like that is what will happen. Yeah. So, but then <laughs> there's that. Horrible, super terrible CGI of what is supposed to be Silk flying around in space. The way they shot it and everything, it looks like he's parachuting. Yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah. like just sort of floats over to the pod and gets in. Yeah. Uh, well, Oof. they don't show him get in. They just kind of show it, right? They show the door, the pod door opening and him like as though he's like doing some kind of parachuting trick, like just floating over to that. He looks like he's skydiving, yeah. I mean, because at that point it's vacuum, so it would have made a lot more sense for him to just like... Right. It would have been cooler, honestly, if he'd have pushed off towards it and like... Dunk, like landed yeah. in it. Oh, that would have been cool James Bond shit. But, you know, eh, you know, right. you know. Mm, From Earth to the most spectacular adventure in space, Moonraker. It's out of this world. But anyway, he tell and, and Archer tells to Paul to let them go, which seems very nice of him. Um, and that's kind of the end of the action scene. Did he remember at that point finally? Oh, yeah, that's right. This guy like saved my life today. Like, <laughs> like, I don't what? know. I don't know. I think it was more just like, what are we going to do when we get him? You know, because it's not like he got the the da- Daniels device yeah. or anything. So I don't think it was that. I think it was just like, well, we don't really care. You know? Yeah, I guess so. Last scene is uh, Ahab playing with the in and when they focus in on it, the clock looks kind of cheap, unfortunately, when they get a really close up look on it. Which is sad. Yeah, I really liked this prop when we first saw it. It certainly doesn't look as good as the clock that, um, Cisco. It certainly doesn't look as good as that. Wait, one. what clock? I don't remember a clock in DS9. I think it was the first or second season. Um, everybody gets taken over by like ancient, um, personalities or something. And he gets all, and, and Cisco gets all weird and he builds this clock. Oh, that shit was cool. Right. That's, that, that clock was fucking badass. I love that. That clock. was fucking yeah. cool. So that, that's definitely like my number one, you know, prop that I want from, from fucking oh, Star Trek. Oh man, I'm so glad you um, reminded me of that. That was I such know. a cool design. <laughs> what is it? A clock. Oh God! Yeah, it's like so one of cool. the only good um, things in those early DS9 seasons. Uh, the first two oh. DS9 seasons are trash, man. Yeah, there's definitely some really shitty ones, but there's there's a couple good episodes, I think. TNG is the same way. Mostly, it's trash at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. you, you get a couple of good episodes. Yeah, Measure of a Man is like one of the best yeah. episodes ever. Completely, and I I am I am very partial to a couple TNG episodes that everybody is like, "What the fuck? That is a terrible episode." But I love. So, yeah, fair enough. You know, like the Royale, I love that. Yeah, episode. that episode's cool. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why people hate I on love that episode. That it's fucking fine. Episode. Baby needs a new pair of shoes. Eleven, 
I do too. I, I love that episode. Plus, my favorite part about it is thinking about the 30 some years that that astronaut just like hung out in that fucking, you know, weird ass 80s casino. Yeah. Like, what did he do all that time? Like, he had to go through, like, weird phases where he was, like, suicidal, but then not, you know. But then he just, like, decided to enjoy himself and went through, like, a serious drinking phase. And then, you know. Like, he was doing Groundhog Day in it's space. It's totally Groundhog Day. Yeah. And that I love the, just thinking about that episode. That's what it what I enjoy about it is that, is the, the outside yeah. story, you know. Yeah, no, that's a good episode. Man, anyway. That episode's good. <laughs> It is. It's a great episode. Yeah. So, yeah, Tapal comes in, and I guess they're ready to go on with their next adventure, you know. And um, Ahab says, I don't know how I'm going to write this all up. And he's like, oh, I'll do it in the morning. And he has Reed seal off Daniel's cabin and give Reed's, uh, Daniel's roommate a new room. He sits down and, like, starts, like, you know, let's continue on or whatever. And I'm like, I thought he was going to bed. Yeah, that's true. That was weird. Like, he literally just said... Let's think about it in the morning, but then sits down and like starts captaining again. I like you the know? idea like, of him trying to formulate this report and write it to his superiors yeah. and not ask them how the yeah. fuck yeah. did this guy get on my ship? <laughs> Who isn't checking yes, what? Yes. Who is Daniels? That this yeah. guy has been like, on my ship for six months. Like, think about how yeah. hard Cisco flipped out. When Edison, who had been in like three episodes or something, uh-huh. uh, turned out to be Maquis. Yes. And th- that's different because he was like an action, you know, you know what, you know what? <laughs> no, Daniels is an enemy too in this episode. So never mind. I, I-, I was right the first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> he's- and how just Cisco loses his fucking mind. It's like, how did this guy get through? How did this guy uh, stay in Starfleet? Blah, 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 blah. All this whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> Archer's just like, well, gonna write me a heck of a report. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he'd be more upset that he had some kind of secret infiltrator in his midst for right. uh, six weeks, apparently. <laughs> some of my favorite directing with this is very, very Twilight Zone, this ending, that Robbie Donkey, Mickey, Mickey, mm-hmm. yeah, where they seal the quarters and it's beeping ominously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The camera's pushing in on it. It's like, executive producers, these Ooh. motherfuckers, blah, blah, blah. Shit is right. intense. What's in the room? <laughs> and you know what I'm betting? Nothing. You know uh-huh. what I'm betting? Or stuff, but Nothing. we never find out. I'm betting that we never revisit yeah. this idea of uh-huh. ominous things from the future in that room. I'm just, I, yep. don't, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I know Daniel, sh- I feel like Daniel shows up again. I'm not going to say. Later, yes. but I don't remember what all happens and everything. But I'm betting it has nothing to do with that room. Yeah, nothing to do with it. Still, looks yeah. cool. I like the way that <laughs> yeah. it ended. It looked cool. Yeah. Well, that's Definitely. our uh, episode uh, that we saw. Um, overall, I mean, <laughs> I still say that the motivations and Archer's weird understanding of what's going on around him break the episode. However, <laughs> yeah. I still enjoyed yeah. it. And I think it was probably the best one uh, yes, so far. Definitely superior to a lot of the, the other episodes. And this is our 10th episode, isn't it? 11th, if you count um, Broken Bow Bow Bow. Oh, yeah. Bow Bow. Which somebody told me 
Broken Bow is where Archer was supposedly born. So that I guess that answers the question of how to pronounce it. Huh. I know. Because it was Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Well, uh, some sign or something that the Klingon could have run past, welcome to Broken Bow, could have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have helped. So our our question is, uh, did it trek? It's <laughs> not really. I mean, sort of. You know, it's a trek episode. No, I mean, well, that's that's always a given. Is that it's a trek episode? But I <laughs> know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> this does not have a whole lot of precedent, is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I can't think of any episodes of the old series TNG or anything. Other than maybe that TNG episode where the the you know Matt Frewer was uh, was a con man, my that's the best stretch I can make. Okay, I was gonna say that it did. I'm not entirely mm. sure why, because I don't want to say it did because this was actually like a fun watch. Right, right, right. I mean, we've seen time travel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I don't know. Um, <laughs> did it trek? Did it give me that trek feeling? Did I feel like I just watched an episode of Star Trek? Because a lot of times with Enterprise, I don't. I don't feel like I just watched Star Trek. Yeah. Um, in that case, yes. Okay. I guess that's probably the criteria that I have in mind. Okay. Do I feel okay. like I just watched an episode of Star Trek? Do I get the same kind of vibe? Yes. You know, good episode, bad episode, whatever. Sure, That's kind sure, of sure. secondary. It's, that's, that's secondary. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with yes. Mm-hmm. Trying to define why, though. That fight in the service junction, uh huh. the music was very TOS. I want to say that. I noticed that there was a. You know, there was like some good old TOS fight music that was pretty cool. Definitely. Yeah, we have the spot, the person who was apparently a spy on board for a while. That's, you know, like Eddington, like in DS9. And I did enjoy it. Oh, yeah. We've got wacky tech and then and some um, hard sci-fi, you know, with the stellar nursery and then like the air escape thing, you know, the, the, the air rushes out of the vacuum and everything like that. Right. And as, as we said before, there was a scene in TNG that was like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, it had an, enough similarities and it was an, an enjoyable watch and it made me want to watch more of it. You know, it made me think, okay, I think they're starting to get this. They're starting to get the uh, the train on the tracks a little bit for Enterprise. Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and just say yes on that. Okay. But I'm talking myself, but I feel like I'm talking myself into it. So I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. No, I don't know. You're, you're probably right. It's just no. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I, I I guess I was looking at it more, you know, as their precedent. But, but did it feel like I watched an episode of Star Trek? Absolutely. I need your advice. So what is your non-Trek recommendation for this week? Um, I'm going to go with Schitt's Creek. Um, because not only did it win a shitload of Emmys and like hit a record or something of, of the amount of Emmys that it won, but it's, it's happy and it's sweet and it's funny as hell and it's loving and the world is a cesspool of evil. So, <laughs> cool. you know, I'm going to go I, with that. I've never heard a bad thing about that show. No, uh, it's funny and- as fuck. 
And I'm not usually like, A, I'm not usually like any kind of sitcom fan. I don't, you know, I usually go for sci-fi or history or horror or something like that. And um, I, start, I, I started watching that because I do love What's-His-Face Levy, the guy that plays his dad, and Catherine O'Hara. I love them. I think they're fucking hilarious. And I used to watch SCTV, which is it's truly one of the weirdest comedies ever. It's like hipster comedy, but like it was done in the 70s. It's completely weird. Awesome. And it's just joyful. It's lovely. Awesome. I am totally going to watch it. What about you? For me, uh, I am going to recommend mask strap extenders. Oh, yeah. Little plastic strips that have different notches in them and stuff like that. And you can buy like a pack of 30 of them, these little plastic straps. And it makes wearing a mask, which we're having to do right now in the COVID era, a whole lot easier. Like, yes. A Very true. A whole lot easier. They're mm-hmm. awesome. They're like 13 bucks for a pack of 30 of them. So you can give them to your friends. I have mm-hmm. actually gone like downtown to the bars and gotten a pint glass and just put a bunch of them in there Aww. and just be like, here, y'all have some. And yeah. People are like, holy shit. Because the worst, the most annoying thing about the mask is it's pulling on your ears. Yep. And then two. If it's tight enough. Yeah. yeah if it's tight it, enough. It's yeah. pulling on your ears. And it's annoying. And then mm. two, if you're taking it off, like if you're trying to eat or drink something or whatever like that mm-hmm. you do the dangly ear thing off of yeah. one ear and it looks stupid and it's very annoying <laughs> getting it back yeah. on if you you know like me like have kind of longish hair it gets right. in the way and all this stuff yep. like that yep what these do is it just puts like it's like a strap around the back of your neck the back of your head or whatever and so you can just like move your mask down mm-hmm. on you like a necklace mm-hmm. take a sip take a bite whatever pop it then you just like two fingers lift it up and pop it right back on your face yep yep it just takes the annoying factor out of the mask big time mm. and they're very cheap you can get them on amazon or whatever i'm just like i don't know why everyone hasn't gotten it so band name if you really have no idea what to call your band then just pick one that starts with A, maybe, or B, or somewhere up there at the beginning of the alphabet. So one of them was Captain Haddock. Uh, just because <laughs> I thought it sounded like kind of fun, silly to yeah, fuck yeah, with yeah. Uh, uh, Captain. Uh, wait, what was his actual name? His actual name was Fraddock. Fraddock. So yeah, taking yeah. Captain Fraddock and just Making changing it to Captain Haddock, Haddock like he's a giant fish. Like uh, so Captain Haddock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, Ghost Knuckles, which I don't think I'll ever beat. That's fucking fantastic. It really is. Ghost no, Knuckles. No, that's really good. It's really good. Do you have any? Um, only uh, I kind of liked Agasoria, just because it made me it what what it brings to mind is like a, a all female heavy metal band. Cool. Yeah, that's good. You know, that's the only yeah. thing I can think of. I think that's really good, actually. I would like that Agasoria. Yeah, that's really good. It's like a space metal band name. Yeah. There's lots of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of women singers like... You know, yeah. Absolutely. That kicks ass. (laughs) Yeah, good idea. Okay, you said you knew and liked the next one. Is that correct? I do. I do. This is one of my favorites. Holy shit, I'm stoked. Yeah. Because I like this one. As much as I bagged on it, I like this one. So now I'm really looking forward to the next one then. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites simply because it is great sci-fi. 
Fuck and yeah. it's very realistic to what might actually happen when they go out there. You know what I mean? Oh, God. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's like a breath of fresh air. That's why yeah. the Expanse <laughs> was so great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Hailing frequencies are open, so if you want to support the show, send us money, and then we'll talk about whatever you want. Maybe it's your business, maybe it's a charity whose signal that you want to boost, like we did a couple episodes for Chimp Haven. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Our PayPal is paypal.me slash Star Trek stuff. So help us out because uh, my computer was doing weird shit today, and I may have to buy a new one, and I can't afford it Yeah, straight up. Yeah. And uh, Anne had to buy a bunch of equipment. It's all on a credit card. <laughs> all on a credit card. She's paying interest, people. She's paying interest so you can hear her. So please send us all your gold press latinum. PayPal.me forward slash Star Trek stuff. We'll talk about whatever you want. We'll yeah. tell somebody that they suck. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> fucking whatever you want to say and let us know and tell. have us tell everybody. Yeah, that. And it it keeps us from having to do regular commercials that we don't really want to do. I mean, we'll do it, but we don't want to. We'd rather be supported by you, Mm -hmm. and uh, so you can keep us not awful. It'll be be great. So, paypal.me forward slash Star Trek stuff. We've got masks. If anyone needs a mask, we've got them. Hey, Anne. Yes. I heard your mom made cool things. I got some really cool Star Trek fabric off of Spoonflower, and it's three different types of fabric, and she made three different masks, and we are giving away those masks. Just three of them, so you got to give us a awesome five-star review over on iTunes, and you will get a mask. So go ahead and leave us a five-star review, and make sure you email us now. Let us know. And give us your address, and you are getting a Trek mask. They're, these aren't branded shit. These are, like, multi-layered fabric, very nice, fit really well over your nose. Make sure you don't, um, you know, if you wear glasses, it won't fog up your glasses. Those are super nice masks. Quality shit. Replicator mm-hmm. couldn't do any better. Definitely. Handmade. So we got three of those to give away. So the next three five-star reviews get free masks just make sure Yay. you email us at we are star trek stuff at gmail.com yes and with that we are going to let motherfucker take us out of here and we yes. will talk to you uh when we do another one thank you live long and prosper live long and prosper and black, black lives matter, matter. i wonder if daniels was a terrible roommate you know like he bitches about that guy but like what if he was a shitty roommate yeah like what if the other guy yeah he's a little bit messy but uh daniel's just like talks his ear off and farts all the time yeah what if he has terrible future gas yeah